0: Who Weekend is. is not over yet. Weekend Monday night football matchup tonight. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. We got the Broncos and Bills. 8 Eastern, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. Peyton and Eli will be on ESPN 2 And hey, Danny, before
1: we start a new hour, what else is happening that everyone should know about? I got to give some love to my daughter, Lance. Oh, so, this is the U9 Westport Blue team. They yay. finished their season undefeated again. That's their coach, goes undefeated. The this is their second straight year going undefeated. They it's an unbelievable the, They finished the girls.
2: Hey, that roster undefeated. is bad. <laughs> buddy,
1: buddy, there's not a bad player on this team. Watching those girls play is literally my favorite. No, although oh, I, awesome. I have heard from some
0: other parents in Westport, they're stealing signals. I saw Connor Stallions <laughs> uh, on the opposing sidelines. So, I don't know. We've got some questions. All right, Congratulations,
1: wa- girls. We welcome you back to another hour
0: live about the Heineken River Deck at a year 17. Best. Brewski's in for RC, and we are rolling. Can anyone make sense of the AFC North? Let's Whoa. go through the day yesterday. Rex, what do we say about the Browns'
3: monster comeback? against the ravens unbelievable and and you know what deshaun watson beat lamar jackson again can we say that they yep. actually can say that and
0: miles garrett a huge part miles of it with that miles defense. garrett
3: could be an mvp candidate you want to see a guy that makes a difference for a team right there one of the best defense in the league if this kid plays like deshaun watson they're the teams to beat in that division. It's a game. Whoa!
0: Cleveland had lost that game four different ways and then they won. Teddy, are we buying the Steelers after they're their way to another win? We're trying to figure out how they keep doing it. And how they keep doing it is just maybe they make plays
2: when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter. They're finding a way to even run the football more. I am buying the Pittsburgh Steelers as a good football team. And, this is and, a solid football team, but it, when it comes down to it, you're going to have to put that performance together to beat with some of the best teams, especially. In the north, but that coach right there, he'll have them ready.
3: That ugly team. You are
0: what your record says you are. They're six and three. Dan C.J. Stroud beat the Bengals.
1: Sometimes the ugly ones have nice personalities, though. Rex, <laughs> this was an unbelievable on the road performance by C.J. Stroud. Goes into Cincinnati, who had been playing as good as basically anybody yeah. in the NFL, throws a late game interception to let the team back into it, and then says. Don't worry, let me go walk the dog like Marcus Spears says and leads him on that game winning drive with completion after completion and throws everything in that division up for grabs. And a lot
0: of it gets settled this week. Can we point out that we got the four teams in the NFL's best division squaring off this week, Thursday night. Bengals at Baltimore, wow. Sunday, Steelers at Browns. We flexed Fasc- that a Sunday night. Fascinate- <laughs> fascinating <laughs> mashups. All right, let's get into it here. We, we talked a great night. Let's-, let's start with the Cincinnati-Houston game, which I think shocked a lot of people. Yeah. And we spent most of our first hour talking about C.J. Stroud, and he deserved it. Kid's unbelievable. Whether we want to debate if he's really in the MVP conversation or not isn't the story today. The story is he is setting the world on fire. But how about the Bengals? Yeah. This was a team that felt like it had finally figured it out. That could wind up being a damaging loss. Does it make you question the Bengals? It
1: does not. It's a disappointing loss, but it does not because of one reason. Joe Burrow. Those two interceptions that Joe Burrow throws are probably two of the more uncharacteristic plays I've seen in his NFL career. This one just misses. Joe Burrow doesn't ever miss. This is a little bit of sale on that seam route. And then the one when he gets outside of the pocket, we never see Joe Burrow make this type of decision. First down, driving to kind of go get this game back in the mix. Outside the pocket, two or three guys can intercept that throw. We never see him make that decision, and I don't think we will again. So because of that, and those uncharacteristic aspects. I will say this though. The young defense, specifically the secondary, tackled very poorly. That was a little bit of a narrative in the beginning of the season. And even
2: and even coverage there. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. one thing. So am I am I weary on my, my Bengals now? Yeah, because I thought this was a, playing the best football in the league at that point. Yes, that's secondary, that scheme, because it was very similar to what the 49ers run, okay? And they right. did a good job against that when they played the Niners. But here are, now there are wide open runners, and C.J. Stroud was picking them apart. The secondary,
0: I'll be watching very closely from here on out. And how about the, 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 the um, Cincinnati being the best team of it all? You, you woke up yesterday morning feeling that way. Did you go to sleep still feeling that way? I'm, I'm with Dan in terms of this is another team that will be
2: there in the end. Yeah. Now, but it, but now they're just, they're sort of, for me thinking they were the best team in the league. Now to where they have to fight to be the best team in the north. Yeah. Because now that I'm starting to see these other teams in the north and what they can do, this division Ther- is going to be hard to
1: Thursday win. Thursday night, like. It feels like another must-win. They have the to majors, win that game. But remember, you know? they, they
0: yeah. lost the two division yeah. games right at the beginning of the season when Burrow yeah. came back with the calf. But everything seemed to be going their way. This is the time of year. And look, you could know this better than anybody. You played in all those championship teams. But right now, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. This is what which time is why the I'm so surprised. That's this what with, I mean. With the yeah.
2: Bengals, I mean it's, it's November. I mean we're going to be eating turkey in a couple of weeks right. right? And this is the time you surge and you don't take a team that I think you see you you see yourselves 4 years ago. You see the quarterback, you see the young coach, you know what this team's possible because it was you. Yeah. So why don't you beat this team and say, "Get to the back of the line fellas because we still have to win our championship." The
3: Bengals They just didn't have that mentality. That's very disappointing. And as bad a game as it was for Cincinnati, if Tyler Boyd catches that ball in the end zone, he wins the game. Totally, good point. So it's like... Like, that's how close it, it was when they clearly weren't at their best game. For anyone who
0: didn't see it, if he catches that, then the Bengals wind up with a four-point lead in that final minute instead of a tie game. Doesn't mean that Stroud doesn't get them in the sure, end zone, but true. it's a much right. harder true. task than getting the, the game-winning field goal. And I still think he might got. have, the way that he was yeah, playing. Yeah, right? yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Look, Stroud, again, for those saying, and where's the love for C.J. Stroud? We spent our entire first hour on this game talking about Stroud, and he deserves it, but... Let's stay in the division. That's the theme here. Right. Right, Teddy woke up yesterday thinking Cincinnati was the best team. You woke up yesterday thinking Baltimore was the best team. How do they lose that, that
3: game? Because they're not what I thought they were. What, what are and they? What What I thought. Is, look, statistically, they're number one in the NFL in points given up. Uh, you know, on defense, right? Incredible. And you're thinking, man, it's the old Ravens. Man, they've had that history for years and years. All right, it ain't the same. And here's why. All right, in the fourth quarter, when, you ha- when Pittsburgh's at their best, teams like that, Baltimore's 24th in the league in points. Not first. Like, there's a drastic defense. On offense or defense? On defense. Yeah. And so, to me, that, that's the crazy part of it. I love the fact that I said three weeks ago I thought the Browns are the best team in that division. And I based it on if Deshaun Watson starts playing like Deshaun Watson. He had a great game against Tennessee. I thought it was coming. He gets hurt. All right? But they have the best defense in the division. Not Baltimore. They have closures yeah. where this team doesn't. I, I get it. Baltimore leads the league in sacks. Yeah. When are they getting them? Yeah, the multiple Not what matters most.
2: The multiple opportunities the Ravens had to finish the game. I mean, and what Cleveland had a battle back from, even even the, the, the botched extra point. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. they just kept coming and coming. They, know,
3: they played like they knew it was AFC North football. The Ravens didn't. Cleveland fumbled a punt even in that game until every they had all the opportunities to close it out.
1: I want to ask you something because you're – everyone always says, or I often say, like, it'll catch up to you at some point, right? So when I think about this division and I think of, well, Cincinnati will catch up to you, I don't have a lot of reservation about that when it comes to that football team. When it comes to Baltimore, I sit there and go, it'll catch up to you. You just talked about the defense late in games. In their three losses this year, in the fourth quarter of just those three losses – They have 12 drives and 10 points. So, like, my question to you is, is that a real thing? Like, eventually it will catch up to you. We feel that way about the Steelers and their offense. Is that a fair thing to say about Baltimore?
2: I would say yes. I mean, because – if you're talking big picture of the whole thing in terms of what is this, what are we talking about here? Winning championships right. in the end. Because now you're getting to the point where everyone in this division is clumped up together now. And what you used to think about was that there were two teams that got a buy. Now there's only one. Mm-hmm. All right, so now it's not, it looks like maybe we're not that team that's going to get that buy. So you're going to have to win four in a row. So it's like battle it out in this division, try to get the home game by winning it and go from there,
0: and that's what they're all thinking. So the Steelers, by the way, get outgained and win again. So they're 6-3 and three despite being outgained in all nine of their games. So if I were to make the following statement to you, Rex Ryan, that in a division that has Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson who are getting paid close to a billion Don't dollars, to the two best players in that division the two most valuable players this season are Miles Garrett and TJ Watt they're the two best players in the division
3: absolutely right Greeny I would sit back and say congratulations you nailed it because it's true and you know what those two guys right there are as valuable as anybody else Lamar Jackson any of these other guys in the National Football League look we we talked about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is an unblockable. If you have one guy on him, he's gonna win every time. Yeah. Look at the difference he makes for his defense. TJ Watt. Really? You talked about it earlier. You really think this team's gonna give up over 20 some points? Like, he's that good. And he What about
0: a hot Joe Burrow? All right. yeah. Joe Burrow back playing good football. Well, they all should out. be. But That's exactly right point. Well, well, I mean, I mean, at some point, Burrow's going to have to do what Lamar's going to have to do, what Deshaun will have to recapture it. What I'm saying is the best players have been those guys. Yeah. You got yeah. tape on
1: T.J. Uh, Watt? Uh, yeah, and this is why Pittsburgh's defense is what it is. They don't catch. And you guys know it again better than I. I think they set edges as a defense oh. from an offensive perspective. Incredibly difficult. Watch Landon Roberts, the linebacker right here he sees those pullers for their offense you right. talk about meeting people at the hole as an offensive person I'm like oh my god, that play is dead by the <laughs> way they don't get a first down there now pay attention to That's tj watt here too. this is what setting the edge and pursuit looks like up top they're going to run tj's from the back side they're going to set the edge to force the ball to go inside there's a play by tj watt not because of talent strictly because of effort obviously he's very talented run away Okay, hey, you're going to see, again, bottom of the screen, they're going to set an edge, force the ball back inside. Who is going to make the play from the backside on first and 10? As an offense, I'm sitting there going, this should be a seven, eight, nine yard run. No, it's another 1 or 2-yard run because they force the ball back inside. That's setting that edge. And then they know that number 90 from the backside is going to come down the line of scrimmage and we don't get those 7 or 8 yard runs when he does that.
0: I'll say it again, a lot of this is going to be sorted out this week, but before I move on to other business, right this minute if you had to bet your house, which of these teams wins the division when it's all said Cleveland. Cleveland? I've
3: said it for the last I'm 3 weeks. I'm still going
0: Cincinnati. Even though they're in last I'm going in Cincinnati. Two Cincinnati's at Cleveland. Not one vote for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see. Meanwhile, let's hand out some Sunday superlatives. Around the league we go. Teddy, who was the most impressive team to you yesterday? Give
2: me those San Francisco 49ers because these are both teams coming off a bye with your best shot. In on the road to to play one of the hottest teams with the winning streak, five in a row, whatever it was. To come in there and say, you're not on our level. And just do it by a score. is just a la- it's laughable what they did to the Jaguars right there. 30- Kittle, everyone,
0: Debo's is back. They're back to playing good football. 34-3 on the road. Dude. Rex, what was the biggest
3: disappointment to you? The Baltimore Ravens. And look, you could have owned that division. You had them on the ropes. It would have been two wins over Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You let it go. You had all multiple opportunities to close the game out. even got a gift uh, a fumbled punt, and you couldn't close it out. So, to me, they're clearly the biggest disappointment. They've had
0: the lead going into the fourth quarter of all ten of their games this year.
1: Dan, what was your favorite play of the day? The Lions going for for it on fourth and two near the end of the game when everyone in the world is saying, kick the field goal, you've already got three points on the board. There's so much of this that I love about understanding who you are, what's the strength of your football team, knowing that the process is more important with the results. Uh, fear, fearless, not worrying wow. about what people are going to say about you. You talk about the culture and the identity and whatnot. This play is so emblematic of what this new age Lions is all about.
0: We'll talk much more about them Thanks, as sir. we work our way to the NFC and the big contenders, and that includes the one in Dallas. Coming up, the D in big D stands for Dak. Has he ever played better than he's playing right now? How far can he carry this team? Then, speaking of over, is it over for the great Bill Belichick in New England? Do the Patriots need to make a move? We're talking about that next. And we've got Rex versus Hembo, everybody's favorite game. Here we go, including the playoffs. What was the only team that had a winning record against the Belichick, Brady, Patriots? That's a good question. The answer is next.
4: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home.
0: all nine essential amino acids they're also great for all your adventures so whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no shells pistachios wonderful pistachios has got you covered grab wonderful pistachios and elevate your snacking game today visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more
6: robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too
0: All right, here we go. I've given Rex the ultimate lifeline here. He's got Teddy Bruschi over there. The question is, including playoffs, what was the only team with a winning record against the Belichick-Brady Patriots? Teddy was on those teams for more than half the time.
3: And so, yes. You take every tool available Come on, to get this kind of answer. So I'm leaning on Brew. And, Brew, the first thing you said, well, you know it can't be what, Brew? What did you tell Anyone about? in the division. Anyone in the division. <laughs> right? <laughs> he looked right at me and said it. It hurt a little bit. I'll admit it hurt a little bit. So he's right about that. had problems with. And, um, who was the quarterback Peyton Peyton had problems with? Peyton, so Peyton was a great We say Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, okay, but – the sneaky part is everybody at home's going, the Giants, the Giants, the Giants. The
1: unbuckled the
3: jacket. It ain't the Giants. The unbuttoned the jacket. It ain't the Giants. So, I'm taking the, the knowledge, you put a K in it, knowledge, and I'm going, Peyton Manning had a lot of issues with him, right? So, that's obvious who it's going to be, right? It's going to be the Colts. No, it's not. Denver. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. The Denver, Denver Broncos, the Broncos is right. The Denver Broncos. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I got some. Hey, Timbo. Yes! You
3: know, I'm searching for something. Yeah, right Do you on. have it for me? Dude, what, what is that? What is that? It's BOOM!
5: Oh I owe you, my friend.
3: BOOM! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, oh, the double dip. Yep. The
0: Giants, the Giants yep. were 3-4 and four against the, the the Patriots. Obviously, the two yep. Super Bowls. The Seahawks. The Panthers and the Cardinals, all 500 against the Brady-Belichick Patriots. But the Broncos, the only Early team, on. Because yep. Jake Plummer always beat you guys, yeah. too. Yeah, because Shanahan Shanahan, Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah, a lot had, of it, we always had
2: problems. That's why I, I he and Shanahan had Kyle and all the Shanahan Because well, it was so that. hard. It was and so it hard. Became. Okay, well, yeah.
0: either. we're still doing the show here, guys. The point of it is, that was an unbelievable job, and, uh, and Rex continues to own it. Meanwhile, oh. speaking of coaches... Let's play a game. We're going to call it warm seat or hot seat. Dan, Arthur Smith in Atlanta, is his seat warm or is it hot?
1: It's hot just because of the disappointing endings of football games, some of the roster stuff that's gone. And I I think the world of Arthur Smith finally gave the ball to Bijan, but we know that hasn't happened enough. There's the quarterback change. And as, like, impressive as it was to go see Kyler Murray come back and get that win – To lose that game versus a quarterback who hadn't played in about a year and a team that had one win, that makes his seat hot.
0: Rex, Washington, Ron Rivera, warm or hot seat?
3: Uh, Neither. Flaming is the right. (laughs) That sucker is flaming hot. There's no way he's making this one. Anytime you have new ownership in there, he's had a year of this. We've seen enough. Forget it. The team plays with no no passion, no fight on defense. Give me a break. No. And, And you let Chase Young go already. You let Marquez Sweat. Montez, uh, Montez Sweat. Sweat. Yeah. So, no, it already gives you an indication he's not going to be there no, I
0: think year. that's fair. And, and then, Teddy, you know, look, it's it's painful to ask the question. Yeah. That's the legendary is. Bill Belichick we're talking about. How would you describe the seat he's sitting on? Yeah, it's it's painful for me to say it's
2: hot, a hot seat. Also, it's 2-8 is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. Bill knows that. You see the frustration on his face. As a former player, I see the frustration of of just watching them struggle over and over every single week. This isn't a decision that's going to be made during the season. I mean, this is a legend here, okay? I don't know what the conversation's going to be at the end of the year when he goes in there and talks to Mr. Kraft, but it's definitely something... I mean, I, I said a few weeks ago, okay, it's definitely something that has to be discussed and where they go from here.
0: Absolutely. So it did come up in Frankfurt after the game yesterday. Here's how Bill handled that.
6: Coach,
4: how much does the talk about your job security bother you?
5: Yeah, I'll just do, I do the best I can every day. Bill, Robert Kraft was on NFL Network for the game.
6: Um, he talked about this season. He said it's been really disappointing and I hope things would be better. Are those sentiments
5: he's expressed to you directly? Yeah, I think we all feel that way. I think we're all disappointed in the season. But we'll keep going here. We have got seven
3: games to go. I'll be ready to go next week against the Giants. Yep.
0: So,
2: yeah, go yeah, ahead. That's that's what he's going to do. And that's what he should do. I mean, even... I don't want to see any change in him. I don't want to I want to continue to see him to coach his players relentlessly like he usually does and even his coaches. That's the only thing he knows. I don't think I really see, I mean there are good plans out there. Defensively, okay that I would recognize every single week when you miss on the quarterback guys Oof. and the quarterback is playing like the way it is and the offense just isn't producing it affects the entire team. I, I mean, I, I had the luxury of looking at quarterbacks in my career, like I drew Bledsoe, and then Tom Brady comes in, and you just get inspired by the quarterback position. That's sort of the intangible that, that it is. And to see Mac play this way from the, from the sideline as a defender, it's like, what are we doing? And what more do I have to do so... Bill, Billy O'Brien, all of these guys, Gerard Mayo, they're all coaching their butts off in there,
0: and they just have to and finish this thing out. Danny, give me some tape. I mean, why has Mac Jones regressed the way that he has?
1: his feet, and it's kind of something that has just – it's gotten worse in the regression of it. The feet are very rarely ever set. Like, watch this interception. I mean, we're oh. fading away and throwing it. And I understand. Listen, the offensive line is awful. I said this. I think it's the worst offensive line in, in the last three or four years in the NFL. But see his feet and how everything's fading away? We, like, that's why. And some guys can do this. You know, we, we know there's some talented quarterbacks that can do that. Mac is not one. And so that has been something that is it's, – it, it's every single week it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And, worse. and I, I do want to be clear with this. It's easy to say. It's easy to say, stand in there and take the – But it's a reality, you know, I know it's hard to do, but it's a reality and that has like the regression is shocking to see and in part it's because of the offensive line, but he's got to control what he can control.
3: Look man, I mean, and it's never a personal thing. I just give my opinion. I don't know this young man from anybody, but he's not an NFL quarterback. He lacks the arm talent. Here's the other thing. Anytime the guy extends plays, which is what you got to do in today's game, to he's awful. Yeah. He's absolutely atrocious. What I, the worst part about this game to me, he takes four sacks on third down. Mm. What are you doing? This guy, in a, what, can I prove that he's got no arm, yeah. that NFL arm talent? He averages 4.3 yards past the line of scrimmage All right, on his pass attempts. Uh, that'd be thirty second in the league. He, he can, no, but it, it is awful. But he completed fifteen passes. Good I for mean, you. You take four sacks on third down. All right. You're all you're doing is hitting the checkdowns because that's all he can throw. Anything where he's got to push the ball down and feel he struggles, it's never personal. I'm telling you right now, that guy couldn't play. I said it four years ago. So what? And I, so I what? All people
2: it. in New England are looking at is all they're looking at now is draft position yeah. and who they can yeah. get as a quarterback. And the big question is that. Will Mr. Kraft, let Bill develop a young quarterback. That's the thing. Bill's now past yeah. 70 years old. Yeah. He said he wouldn't be coaching past 70 years old. He is. Can he still coach? I believe he can. But do you let him start all over, you know, when you get the quarterback yeah. if you do? One, well, I think that? he
3: should because, look, he is still the best football coach in America. That's my opinion.
0: I'm out of time. Okay. Up against the bottom of the hour. We'll talk more about it as we go. We'll talk about Dallas and Dak yesterday. As well as they just obliterate the Giants. I mean, who doesn't? Is this the best that Dak has ever played in his career? We'll answer that question and many more next. Back on Get Up Bottom of the Hour. Rex, I want to ask you, like it or not, you're a coach. You would have had to make these decisions. Christian McCaffrey had a touchdown streak of 17 consecutive games, up 34-3 to late in the fourth quarter. They gave him the ball four straight times yep. to try to extend it. Do we like that, like it or not?
3: I love it. <laughs> I love it right there. He's trying to break the, the record he shares with Lenny Moore. That's for you, him both buffs later. But anyway, I'm just saying, to me, I absolutely love it. You're, you're trying to – let this young man make NFL history, so heck yeah. Like it, it. Uh,
0: like it or not. Like it or not, Teddy. Give him a shot. I like it or not. I, like it. I love it. I didn't know he yeah. was tied for the record. It's the all-time yeah. record, yeah. Oh. Would have broken it. Yep. Got taken down at the one there. Up 34-3. Right. to three
3: Did you know there's Lenny Moore that he's tied with? Anymore,
0: anymore, Legendary Baltimore Colt from back in the day. And he yes. was, I mean, he was a dual-perfect guy. you're in the receiver Jacksonville running tunnel, running though,
2: back. are you saying, you guys know where it's going, right? Yeah. Go triple-team this
0: guy. Yeah. <laughs> he got down to the one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That last play there, yeah, they got to the one, and he came just that uh, short. Anyway, all right, everybody oh, here likes it. what I expected? Moving on, let's run the hurry up. Rex, Jets scored yeah. zero touchdowns. Again, what are your thoughts?
3: Let's hurry up and kick a field goal or punt. <laughs> Because we can't score a touchdown, the offensive line is brutal. That's nice. a horrendous throw by by Zach Wilson, but Zach is, the, I mean, he ain't anywhere close to being the problem right here. It's that offensive line, and we got to find a way to get better in the red zone. Absolutely have to. But this kid was still dealing. Makes a great throw there. Almost gets caught, but. Come on, Jets, man. we got to get better in the red zone. So many penalties.
0: Offensive line, terrible. It's become impossible to watch. I mean, again, I apologize to America. Back-to-back games in six nights. You had to sit up and watch that. They scored zero touchdowns. They've scored one touchdown in their last great three games. <laughs> what do we it say here? Great play. I great mean, play. Teddy, yeah. is, okay. is, is, is there any hope? For those who are – Aaron is talking – as I have been telling you, Aaron is compl- – plans – To be able to come back in mid-December, everyone made fun of me. I've been telling you this for months. That said... He, the, the Jets have to win games for him to come back. Will they?
2: It's it's a hard formula to follow if you're the New York Jets. All right, your 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 offensive coordinator has to protect your quarterback. He has your defense has to play exceptionally. You have to run the football. You can't turn the ball over, and your special teams has to play in a complimentary style. All of that has to happen every every, every week, literally every game. When you
1: can't depend on the quarterback, the, the, but the part of it that keeps you going back is the defense is so great, and yeah. so you sit there and. We will be in every single game. Can we catch one of those breaks? Somebody make. Can someone make one play? Someone make one play in their offense. Hey, as that's a guy that, that,
3: that won a Super Bowl ring with a team that went five straight games without scoring an offensive touchdown. It is possible.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's these hard. Are, these are different days. Yeah. Uh, let's go is to that, the next that game. Is that, is the defense exceptional. I don't—I don't, I don't well, think so. That's,
6: Teddy
2: not Kyler Murray season debut. What'd you think? I thought it was fun to watch him, and I, he looked explosive. He looked fresh. Really making throws and also just an incredible headache to watch him defensively always because once that structure breaks down, I mean, this is here comes a video game right here and that speed and he's moving the chains with his legs and the defense is gassed because you can't run this kid down because when he's got fresh legs and he's healthy, one of the fastest, quickest players. Danny, they
0: don't have their first pick this coming year anyway, so it's not we're not we're not sitting here talking about. Uh, Them draft. Oh yes, we do. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the wrong team. It's 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 the it's the um, it's Carolina that doesn't have their first pick. So he's playing. Is he going to play his way into keeping that job?
1: If he continues to play like he did yesterday, absolutely. And I do think the contract of this matters. To my knowledge, the contract extension that he signed doesn't even start until next year. So if he plays that way, then if you're Arizona, you're sitting there going, "Okay, we, we still have a guy." And then maybe that draft pick is used on a, a supplemental player, maybe a Marvin Harrison. Yeah, it would Ooh. be special. I mean,
0: they they play played good yesterday. It was good to see. They had Fitzgerald there all those years. My apologies. I mixed up my two uh, bad teams. In the meantime, Dan... Zach, I didn't mean it that way. I just, uh, anyway, Dan... It drives me off this picture. Dan yeah. Pre- Dak Prescott, hot.
1: D- d- using his legs, though, one, to get away from bad stuff, three-man rush, third and six, race people to the sideline. We we really haven't seen that version of Dak Prescott over the past couple years. This is one of the best plays of his in the past couple years. Goes to get in the pocket, suddenly goes back. As he's throwing <laughs> that ball. I see you, whack, Off one leg. From the 38 yard line all the way across the field to the 11 yard line. That ball goes 30 plus yards in the air. That's a big time play. And then down in the red zone, third and nine, they're playing man coverage. Defense has all got their backs turned to them because that's what happens in man. And then this is the way that you counter that. There's a little bit of hold right there on Thibodeau. But I think that is like the biggest development. Yesterday's game, obviously, an unmatched opponent. But the, the continued use of Dak's legs. Mm. Teddy brought up the point before. It's four or five times a game. That's it. He's not Jalen Hurts. Yeah. This isn't Lamar Jackson, but the four or five times a game where you could break a defense's back yep. on third down or get yourself out of bad situations in some of the design stuff, I do think that's a different version of Dak over the past couple of years.
2: Tough. The Dallas Cowboys are a tough team to figure out. All right. I don't know the mentality they had last night in terms of playing loose, playing free. You get to a point where you've won enough games as, as a team and you play that way all the time, yeah. no matter who you play. I just don't think they're there. They recognize the opponent they play, mm-hmm. all right? Because it's not – you play one way every single time, no matter who the other team is. It's all about you, right? It's easy to say. But when you get out there and you see the Eagles and you see the Niners and you see the Giants, you play differently. I see that with these guys. Mm. I want to see them play that way, play loose, play free, no matter who
0: it is. Well, Rex – like me, is one of those geniuses who will not be fully appreciated until long after their time. Right. What are the two things you said two months ago the Cowboys needed to do that they are now doing that contributed to this route?
3: Using Dak's legs, especially in the red zone, like he did early in his, in his uh, playing career, uh, we can check that box. Oh, by the way, is Brandon Cooks on their team? He is. He's on the it, roster. It, I don't know. There was somebody here. I don't know who it was that called for Brandon Cook. It was me. As your, I think it was Drew. That's <laughs> the second best <laughs> receiving option on that football team. Yep. Uh, by the way, 180 yards receiving and things like that. So, yes, they found it. I'm going to tell you, this might still be the biggest threat outside of Detroit to the Philadelphia
1: Eagles. Brandon Cooks has been nice. Let, let me say this. Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb has probably become a top six QBR, QB to a wide receiver Good duo time. right yeah. now so in the NFL. Time. Yeah. That's a huge part of their offense's growth. But very but quickly,
0: second option. Teddy, Go why on. do your notes say you learned nothing about the Cowboys yesterday?
2: Because the New York Giants are statistics skewers, really, and they just and they skew the statistics when you play the Giants twice and you play them once. I mean, it's like, okay, we've got this many sacks. We're the best pass-rushing team in the league. We could do this offensively. Did you play the Giants? That's how bad the team in New York What are we is. calling them now? I'm calling them
3: the little Giants. Who's Icebox? <laughs> uh, and I'm just saying because right now – the stats. Here's the thing. See, I think we discredit that, that performance by Dallas a little bit. 640 offensive yards? Yeah. 640 yards. You can't dismiss it. Well, or maybe you can. One way or
0: another, the Giants really struggling. All right, college football. I I want to get everyone's take on this here. This is the biggest story of the year by far. Michigan's big win at Penn State on Saturday without their coach who was suspended on the team flight to Happy Valley (laughs) after the sign stealing. And in case you didn't see it, the offensive coordinator and interim coach Sharon Moore was emotional after the win. I want to thank the Lord. I oh,
2: thank
4: Coach Harbaugh. Love you, man. Love the out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here. These guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you.
0: That uh, Rex, I mean, there's such a genuineness uh, yeah. there, I right? That it. was the first thing you said to me.
3: Yeah, no, I absolutely love emotion. It. The, the the true emotion right there, and this guy does. He loves Jim Harbaugh, and and he gets it, and he thinks he's being mistreated, and and I think sometimes. We rush to judgment before all the facts come out, and that's the thing that's disappointing to me the most.
2: This is the type of stuff you ride all the way to a national title, this type of the emotion, the doubt everyone thinks you're not winning because of, it, because of your football ability and your skill and your work. Okay? Heather said it earlier. The CFP is going to judge all these teams based on what the field is, what happens on the field. Right. Yeah. That's all we need to know as players. We go out there and win, we'll be in the college football playoff, and then what's up now? Yeah. That's what all these Michigan players are having. That's what they have in their heart. Hey, I've been on teams that have been accused of cheating before. All right, We almost won them all. That's the way we took, we took all of that motivation. You don't think we're about playing football?
0: Watch us now. That's what I see. In well, that, that's, yeah. let me stay there a moment there. I, everyone knows what you're talking about. Obviously, Spygate, all that stuff. 2007, you're saying yeah. that part of the, the 16-0 season was motivation you derive from people questioning you. Not
2: just beating people, but making sure they know we beat them. And that's why the scores were run up. That's why we sent messages the way we did, where we scored and were winning, but you just don't stop because do you see us yet now? Do you see who we are as a team? That's what it was all about in 07. We didn't finish the job, but still, we almost won them all.
1: Saturday felt a little bit like that. I mean, they ran the ball 30-plus straight times. When it comes to the game of football, when you do that to someone, it is a giant middle finger. It is. Here it comes. Stop us. We don't even need to throw the ball who beat you in handily in your building. You know, that, that felt like a little bit of a message. And I think, like, as you get into later in your season and you're a really good team, you're always trying to find different ways to, to get just 1% more focused. 1% Motivation, more. where do you what? find it from? Yeah, and, absolutely. And this yeah, is, yeah. like, on that silver platter to Michigan going, hey, for your players for the next certainly two weeks of your regular season, this is that 1% more.
0: And you had an issue with the way this was handled. Again, Absolutely. This announcement coming late in the day Friday.
1: The, the ruling, the penalty, and the timing of it is weak because it happens as they're boarding their plane, going on the road to their biggest game. And my reasoning is this. When you as a conference and a commissioner or, or the, the ruling says, we don't have any proof that the head coach knows, but we're still going to suspend him because we're levying it against the university – it's, it's weak to me. Either sit there and say, you know that he knew. And if you do, that's fine. Uh oh. Because I, I, I get it. If you do, that's fine. <laughs> But don't run behind though. Well, we don't know if he did know, or we don't have any proof. But mm. we're still going to suspend him because then you're hurting the players. Uh, our pr- our producer players.
0: Ali Leo Grande, who's now our coordinating producer, uh, I have bad news for you. We're about to go off the rails. The great, <laughs> <laughs> the great Stephen A. Smith has made his way in. I All right, brother, I ain't seen yeah. you in a while, I'm Stephen. I'm a- gonna, that he- What's up, What's up right? baby? All As right. you greet everyone. What's going on, Coach? Stephen A., what is it? I could tell from your expression that something was said here that did
4: not sit well it with you. It really wasn't that. It's that, you know, it's very, very rare that I get blessed with the presence of this man <laughs> right <Bruce> here. <laughs> my brother right here. So yeah. I just wanted to step in, say hello. I see y'all talking about the Big mm-hmm. Ten. I see you talking about Jim Harper. I don't know why the hell the coaches on national television cry like that. I don't understand it. Why is that? Uh, what are you crying for? Emotion. You, uh, me, uh, stop it. You beat Penn State, which we expected you to do. You're going to beat Maryland, which we expect you to do. We'll see what you do at Ohio State. But you got a coach that's still eligible to play, to coach in the postseason. Right. You make it to the college football players, which I don't believe they deserve. This is not about Harbaugh. This is about the fact that the program allegedly, supposedly, according to the Big Ten, Mm -hmm. maybe the NCAA, acquired an unfair advantage. Why are you being allowed in the college football playoffs? If it comes down to that, if I'm and this far- is where
2: this is where that emotion comes from. Sure. You think we had an unfair advantage? You are doubting sure. our skill as football sure. players, right. as coaches. Yep. So we're going to go out there and prove that we that, that who we are as players. And so that emotion comes out when you do that.
4: I totally understand that, and nobody's questioning the players and how valid their excellence is. We're not saying right. that. What we're saying is we're talking about kids who, fairly or not, they were given an unfair advantage. If you're talking about that, here's the same question I asked on t- national television. What about the kids at Texas? Yeah. What about the kids at Alabama? What about the kids at Florida State, Washington, Oregon? Somebody is going to miss out in favor of those kids who are going to play for Michigan if Michigan runs the table because you're telling us cheating went on. An unfair advantage was required. But somehow, some way, we're just going to suspend the coach. Yeah, but the, is there proof so that the kids That's what know. I'm I'm not saying that. Well, usually. You know, how many I to, you know how many times kids have suffered because of what the actions of an administration or a coach has done? Yeah. We, we've lamented that throughout the history of college sports.
0: Yeah. Well, what's in the best interest of the kids usually comes last. Super quick. Super quick yes. before you go. Yes. Dan Orlovsky brought up the name Deion Sanders for Texas A&M. That's
4: what I've been saying. Deion Sanders in the SEC with that vault that they have available to them, with them hogs that he could re- he could recruit because he doesn't have them at Colorado and he ain't going to get them. Deion <laughs> Sanders, I don't think they'll do it. He could not beat tex- my Wildcats te- last te- weekend, te- that's for question. sure. Uh. Texas A&M. Texas <laughs> A&M. Primetime Deion Sanders in the SEC. That that needs to happen. That's yeah. a
0: mic drop from Stephen A. Smith. He's 16 yeah, minutes away yeah, yeah. from first take. Thank All you, right. Stephen A. As always. All right, we'll take a short break on that thought. We're coming back with much more. Dan will show you exactly why he thinks C.J. Stroud is the NFL's MVP right now. Don't miss it next.
1: Because I'm on number one. <laughs>
0: back on Get Up, and we open the show this morning talking about the spectacular rookie, C.J. Stroud, who leads the NFL in yards passing per game. No rookie has done that since 1939. He's put together back-to-back, come-from-behind wins, including yesterday's against Cincinnati. Remarkable.
1: Show me some tape. It's about, I know what you're doing and what you're not doing. This is the throw to Dalton Schultz to basically get him to essentially... Field goal range. I know there's a little bit of slant and I want everyone to see exactly what happens with C.J. Stroud because it's a beautiful seam throw to Dalton Schultz, but it's everything that he's paying attention to when it comes to that Cincinnati Bengals defense and what they're not doing. So you're going to get the motion. OK, now when the motion happens, there's communication on this back end. Now, when these defenders are all in a straight line, quarterbacks, we think we're gonna get cover zero man coverage, meaning all those guys on the back end are in man coverage, and everybody up here at the line of scrimmage, they're gonna be blitzers. This is something Cincinnati does notoriously in these huge gotta-have-it moments. Everyone at home, pay attention to one person, okay? This safety on the line of scrimmage is going to tell everything to C.J. Stroud what's happening and what's not happening. Right now, when at the ball, he starts to turn and run. See how he starts to turn and run backwards? Okay, if you're playing cover zero, you're not blitzing. If you're playing cover zero, you're up at the line of scrimmage waiting for that snap. That guy going back to the middle field, C.J. Stroud, knows right now, cover zero is not happening. Okay, now Dalton Schultz has this seam route right here. What's going to happen is CJ's going to go no, 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 no. That safety number 23 told me you guys aren't blitzing. You're going to play coverage. And I know who the problem of this play is. Beautiful to Dalton Schultz. See it from the back angle. Remember I told you guys that he saw that safety right here start to turn and run. Okay, now he's going to go. Guys, change the play. It's going to be cover three a zone defense, meaning this defender is going to drop down and that backer is going to have some vision all the way back. Now, this is what I love about this play. The safety told him, you're not playing cover zero. Now, pay attention to that dropping linebacker. CJ's going to catch this football and stare to the right. Why is he staring to the right? Well, this safety's dropping down. This guy's at the drop down, and this is what we call the hook player. Now, everyone at home, this is the most important part of this play. See where this linebacker is in relation to the hash, okay? I told you Schultz has that seam route. He's about a yard and a half to two yards outside of that hash as CJ is staring to the right side. Look where he is when CJ goes to throw this football. Gotcha. You went from two yards outside the hash to on the hash. Now I get my eyes back to throw to Dalton Schultz, and there's going to be that basically game-winning completion. You don't think those two yards matter? That ball goes right over where that linebacker would have been, a huge completion to Schultz. I understand you're not bringing pressure, even though it looks like it. Your safety told me he's not, and then I know i got to move that linebacker two yards, bang, game over. Spectacular.
0: I love that and the way that the rookie is manipulating these defenses. He's just been ridiculous. These last two games, let me show you the numbers 800 yards, seven total touchdowns, and the betting world is taking notice. Uh, the odds right now at ESPN bet are 100 to 1 four days ago. As of yesterday, those odds are now 30 to 1, 10th best in the league ahead of Dak Prescott and Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown, and 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 right now, Rex, does he belong? He's a rookie. He's the rookie of the year, and that's not even close. Right. Does he belong mm-hmm. in the MVP conversation?
3: See, I don't think so, And and the reason I say that right now, generally, that goes to... Uh, 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 the player on the best team right, or close it to the best But it doesn't have team. to. It could um, go to the
0: player who has made the biggest difference to his team, well, to a team that was otherwise awful and is now in a division
3: race. I, I, I understand that. Look, this, this young man changed the entire franchise. There's no in question about it. When he came in there, changed everything about this franchise. However, the MVP, in my opinion, generally goes to the guy that's the face of the National Football League. I don't think he's there yet but he sure certainly may be at one Or the face
2: of one of the best teams in the league. I'd like to see the Houston Texans creep above the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional race, and then all of a sudden you're talking about a team that's absolutely a playoff contender that can contend for a championship, and now you're talking, all right, who are the MVPs on that? Because... Right now, right now, I mean, this is possibly a non-quarterback MVP race. Yeah. Best team with the best record, the Philadelphia Eagles. A.J. Brown, who's playing so well. Okay, there's yep. other receivers
0: like a Tyree Kill. So, it, let, let me see you guys win a few more games before I get That there. said, I, I like what he just said. Changing the franchise. It reminds you of Burrow, right? The Bengals oh. were a laughingstock, oh, stock. It. And then, boom, in comes Burrow and no longer. Is Stroud having that
1: impact? It's the middle of November, and we're talking about the team that had the number two pick as a potential playoff contender. We're talking about a team who had the number two pick as a potential division winner. Yeah. Absolutely. In two months, he has changed the trajectory and the expectation for the Houston Texans. It was, can't, did they get the right guy to, we, we, could, we could be a playoff football team within the first season. It, it, it's when not it overstating. When it.
2: MVP voters vote, they yeah. vote for five. Okay, they vote yeah. for five. Could he be maybe fourth or fifth? He's starting to creep into that conversation. He could get a nod.
0: We'll find out. Let's see where they go from here. Meanwhile, one more game to go in this weekend, Monday Night Football. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Broncos and Bills. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. Peyton and Eli, as usual, on ESPN2. First thing, we saw Stephen A. a little while ago. He's ready to go. Was Lamar's performance yesterday a concern? Should C.J. Stroud be in the MVP race? First Take, Molly, Stephen A, Shannon, and Danny will be there. Top of the
3: hour on ESPN. Thirteenth annual State Farm Champions Classic
0: tomorrow night. We got Duke and Michigan State in our first game, seven Eastern. Then between games, the exclusive reveal of the College Football Playoff top twenty-five. And then we got Kentucky, Kansas.
1: What a night that will be! Okay, one piece of business remains. <laughs> Danny, hey. Halloween, Thanksgiving. So we're in that time frame. Why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? Why did the scarecrow win the Nobel Prize? He was outstanding. In his field. <laughs> he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> First take and it. now. See you, bud.
6: man. <laughs> Not bad, buddy. Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI.